On April 30th, 1975, the North Vietnamese troops entered Saigon and forced the South Vietnamese to surrender, thereby ending one of the most complicated and controversial wars in United States history. On June 20th, 1975, the movie Jaws was released, becoming a huge hit and sparking a worldwide fear of great white sharks. On July 30th, 1975, famed teamster and notorious mafia figure Jimmy Hoffa was reported missing. His body has never been found. On September 27th, 1975, Kansas State football beat Wake Forest 17-16, and the Kansas Jayhawks beat Oregon State 20 to nothing. It was the last time both teams won on the same weekend against a Power 5 conference opponent that wasn't in the Big 8 or the Big 12. This is the Big 12 Bullets Podcast. I hope I provided a little bit of context for what we saw this weekend with Kansas's 48-24 win over Boston College and Kansas State's 31-24 win over Mississippi State. It was probably the best weekend in the history of Kansas. That's not really true, obviously. Kansas was really good under Mark Mangino. Kansas State has had better weekends. But for both fan bases to be really excited at the same time has to be an extreme rarity. And in fact, it's been that long since we've seen both teams win on the same weekend against a non-conference opponent that wasn't uh, in uh, a lower conference or in a uh, in the FCS or something like that. Basically, what that stat is saying is that it's been, uh, what is that, 44 years since both teams have won on the same weekend <laughs> against a real team uh, that wasn't in the conference. Pretty, pretty unbelievable stat. Um, it was an incredible uh, win for Kansas. Uh, you know, I, I think I had said at the beginning of the season, I thought that there was a chance Kansas could be 3-0 and if they were pretty good. They're 2-1 and because last week, or the week before, you know, um, this game against Boston College, they lost to the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, which is an, a ridiculous, ridiculous thing to think about because then Kansas, Kansas scored seven points in that game. Seven points against an FCS team, the Chanticleers, which I will say forever. So they lose 12 to 7 to an FCS team. Then they go to Boston College. Boston College was 2 and 0, was getting AP, like top 25 votes. They beat Virginia Tech. This is not a, just a joke of a team. They beat Virginia Tech 35 28. Then they stomped the Richmond Spiders. And so they're playing Kansas. They were 20 and a half point favorites over Kansas. This, this is not just an upset because an upset would be Kansas winning the game. Kansas beat them by 24 points. Boston College was up 10 to nothing. And Kansas stomped them 48 to 24 and it wasn't even in the way that i would have expected kansas as we've talked about one of their best weapons is is puka williams jr and while he had some good runs they were actually led in rushing by khalil herbert who ran it all over boston college scored a touchdown but he had several huge runs uh ended up 187 yards on only 11 carries uh, Carter Stanley, the quarterback, was passing it really well, had three touchdowns, only one pick, and it just, 
Kansas looked like a real team for the first time in years. I mean, even when they beat Texas, which, you know, of course, we'll bring up forever, they didn't look very good. Texas just looked awful. Kansas looked like a real good team. They don't look like a team that scored seven points against an FCS team the week before at home. I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it appears that Les Miles is having an effect um, on the team, which is good. But it just, it, it's really absolutely the only way to say it is, is inexplicable. And Kansas might actually be legit enough to win a game or two in the Big 12. Um, the rest of the Big 12 looked good, and we'll talk about that in a second. But we're really, this is a, this is a Kansas podcast now. No, I'm just kidding. It's a can- the state of Kansas because we're going to talk about Kansas State in a little bit. But this this win by Kansas, I haven't even gotten to the fact that it broke a 48-game road losing streak. Kansas had not won a game on the road against a Power 5 team since 2008. And I'm not really sure if this is referencing their win over number 11, Missouri, which was uh, in the border war, and it was at Arrowhead, so that's kind of a neutral site. But they also won at Iowa State that year, um, 35-33, to so I'm not really sure which of those games is talking about, but they did beat number 11, Missouri, 40-37 to in 2008. Um, just for some context over you know how long ago 2008 was, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago uh, until you put it in a little bit of context. The iPad had not been released for... Uh, several years. Um, November of 2008 was when Obama was elected. Spotify was launched in 2008. Uh, SpaceX becomes the first privately owned space launch field. Okay, you know what? This doesn't seem like it was that long ago when you put it like that. The point is, here's a good one. Hurricane Ike. We all remember Hurricane Ike. That happened like when I was in high school, when a lot of people were in high school that are listening to this. 2008 was a long time ago. 1975 was even longer ago. Let's just say that football has not been kind to the state of Kansas. So let's let them have this very exciting weekend that they had because they are few and far between. Moving on to Kansas State's win is actually probably a little bit more of an impressive win in the context of I think Mississippi State's probably better than Boston College, but actually they're probably both fairly even. Um, The Kansas State game was more of a knockdown drag out Uh, type of game you'd expect from Kansas State, um, no matter who's coaching them. Uh, I will say that Chris Kleiman really does have this team playing well and playing obviously well, playing really hard. Um, They're playing, again, it's really not even a departure from Kansas State. They're playing like Kansas State, um, just with a different coach. But they're 3-0 now. Uh, the Mississippi State win is a big win because, like I said, I feel like those teams are equal in their standing in their own conference. And so getting that win for a team um, that might be in the mid to lower tier of the Big 12, beating a mid to lower tier SEC team, I guess that looks pretty good for the conference. It helps other teams in the Big 12 uh, if they do get a win over Kansas State. But the way Kansas State plays, I would actually not be surprised to watch them win a game or two. Uh, it's they, they look really good, um, or they they at least look very tough. Skylar Thompson, this is this is just so Kansas State. Tell me if you you think you've heard this kind of Kansas State style line before. Their starting quarterback won a game in which he only threw for 123 yards. 
the surprising part of this is that their leading rusher only had 59 yards. So this was a weird win. They had a 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown that turned the game around. Um, there was a lot of weirdness going on in this game. We saw the amazing helicopter spin of the Mississippi State quarterback when he was trying to get that fourth down. Um, I think the Mississippi State final drive was one of the worst attempts at a final drive I've ever seen. It was it was not a not a super sharply played game, but Kansas State went to Starkville and won this game. That's a big win for Kansas State. They're gonna they're looking very good going into conference play. That's not a team I'd want to play. I still am not convinced that Kansas is necessarily a a. There's I certainly wouldn't say they're a contender for the Big Twelve title, but I don't really think that they're a scary team if your team is pretty good. Uh, Kansas State is a scary team if your team is pretty good because they'll grind you down. That's what they've always done. Uh, they play. They have a bye this week. Their first conference game is Oklahoma State. That'll be a fascinating game. I'm very very interested in that game. And speaking of Oklahoma State. There's a lot of talk about a Heisman contender in the state of Oklahoma. Obviously, people want to talk about Jalen Hurts. He's been amazing. Obviously, Oklahoma has two straight Heisman winners at quarterback. The hype is going to go to Jalen Hurts for the for the Heisman. I would say don't forget about the guy playing running back up there at Oklahoma State, Chuba Hubbard, because he's leading the country in rushing, and he dominated Tulsa last week. Oklahoma State messed around. They were up uh 21 nothing. They or 20 to nothing at ha- uh before halftime and then they let Tulsa come back. They were actually losing at halftime 21 to 20. But Chuba took care of things in the second half. Spencer Sanders looked good. Chuba Hubbard is a master of the huge run and uh playing in the Big 12, he's going to have a lot more opportunities to make those huge runs. I wonder if, because there are so many good quarterbacks, to have a big-time running back at a Big 12 school, at a Power 5 school, I wonder if that's going to give Hubbard more of an advantage because you're going to look at Jalen Hurts' stats and Tua's stats and Trevor Lawrence's stats and Justin Fields' stats, and they're going to start kind of combining in your brain, and you're you're going to be like, well, I guess there's just so many good quarterbacks. How can I pick between all these good quarterbacks? And you're going to start parsing all these numbers of, oh, uh, 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 yards per attempt and uh, completion percentage and passing efficiency rating and, oh, this was done in the fourth quarter versus this was done in the first quarter. And then you're going to look over at Chuba Hubbard's stats and you're going to be like, man, he has way more rushing yards than anyone else in the country. Or he look at these big time plays that he's making that we're not seeing all these other guys make. I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman, but I think he is. If he keeps this up, he has a very good chance of getting an invite to New York just by being different because it's, it it is the quarterback driven era as we see in the NFL. And as we definitely see in college football and the running back is not as valued of a position. A lot of teams are like Oklahoma where they have several good running backs but if you're a team that has one big star running back, and if Oklahoma State can get, say, a big win against Texas next weekend, or um, a couple big wins, and Chuba is the reason, I'm just saying he might get an invite to New York at this point. I don't like talking about the Heisman so early, but I am just, I am just wanting to kind of put that idea in, in people's minds of. Hey, don't forget about the running backs because we're all talking about quarterbacks. We come into the season just talking about quarterbacks, and that seems like how the sport is going. 
but there are some dynamic running backs and and you know for me like personally i am tired of, i got tired of seeing the alabama running back win the heisman um and i know people are probably tired of the oklahoma quarterback winning the heisman but i also think there might be people who get tired of the quarterback winning the heisman so so keep your eye on chuba over there at oklahoma state it's been a it's been a it was a really interesting weekend um for the big 12 tcu took care of business against Purdue actually beat them pretty bad looked good again and you want to talk about winning a game with no passing yards TCU won the game with 70 yards passing from Duggan Max Duggan and five passing yards from Alex Delton combined from two quarterbacks 75 yards and they won the game now they ran all over Purdue they had 200 yard rushers uh, and they had a couple other guys in the quarterback rush for 20 yards. Uh, it was a great day for TCU. That quarterback play is not going to cut it in the Big 12. I don't know how this is going to translate. Their defense looks really good again. That's Gary Patterson's calling card. They always have a good defense. So th- this was really good for the Big 12 to get some of these wins in non-conference play against actual Power 5 conference teams. Last weekend, not good. Have having a loss, um, losses to FCS teams or losses to, um, you know, a team like Missouri who's not very good, which is what West Virginia did. Uh, West Virginia also won this weekend against NC State, another Power Five team. So it was a really good weekend. We don't really need to talk about Iowa State losing by uh, one of their players getting in the way of a punt return and uh, and muffing a punt with like a minute and twenty seconds left and losing eighteen seventeen. In uh, in the Iowa Iowa State game, we don't need to talk about that because everything else was really good for the Big Twelve. Uh, Oklahoma obviously took care of business against UCLA. It was a good weekend. We're gonna forget about what happened in Iowa and uh, look forward to Oklahoma State against Texas is the biggest in conference game because conference play starts this weekend. That's when it gets exciting. Also, TCU SMU will be really interesting. SMU's um, undefeated for the first time since the 80s they looked really good Uh, they dominated north texas tcu might have their hands full or if they don't have their hands full that might be a nice win um for once a lot of times when they beat smu doesn't mean anything but might be a nice win for them if they can get that win so look forward to this this weekend as we always do uh but conference play begins we got real football teams in kansas we got uh, chuba hubbard at oklahoma state it's a really exciting time to be a college football fan. It's a really exciting time to be a Big 12 fan. So please subscribe to the newsletter. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, um, in SoundCloud if you'd like, on Spotify if you'd like. Rate it. Um, got some good uh, ratings right now, which is great. Um, please you know, give five stars or whatever you want to give it. And, and actually write a review would be really helpful on any of these sites. That would be really helpful um, to me. And, uh, I appreciate that. Tell your friends about the newsletter. I'm going to do an Amazon gift card giveaway for people who, um, send the newsletter to their friends. So please send the newsletter to your friend and you'll be entered to win an Amazon gift card worth an amount that you will only know if you see it in the newsletter. I'm not going to give that away, but if you subscribe to the newsletter, send to your friends and be entered to win the drawing which is really exciting and you can use it to buy my book. So I'm just putting money back in my pocket or you can buy one of the other 7 billion things that they have on Amazon. Either way, 
up to you. So share that and subscribe and like and do all the things you're supposed to do on the internet. And I will talk to you next week. This has been the Big 12 Bullets.